Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Where you at? I'm Dan Day. Hit me up social media at Dan Day Radio. I'll put some interesting stuff up there because kind of interesting guy at least i think i am my mom says i'm cool that counts for something right gonna have a cool little show today on the way the joe rose show talking to koopa loop garrett cooper from the miami marlins Ooh, ready for that baseball season nothing like sitting back relaxing drinking a beer and watching a baseball game you don't have to pay that much attention kind of let your thoughts wander but still focusing in on the game yeah yeah the marlins looking good and spring training too but we'll get to that of course then greeny talking to someone a little more intense mel kiper jr and if you're talking to mel kiper jr you're talking about the nfl draft that's always intense but fun too we're gonna have our draft viewing party and i've got some ideas of craziness that i'm gonna do during the drafting party because once again i think i'm an interesting guy then hawk and crowder those are two interesting guys they are talking about how the miami heat just seem to want to overhaul everybody at least when it comes to trade talks Right now, we're talking about headlines. The Heat put their 22-21 and 21 record on the line when they played Phoenix tonight at 8. Miami is still in fourth place in the East. The Panthers are back in action against Chicago tonight at 8. The two play again Thursday. The Dolphins have met and could sign former Patriots defensive tackle Lawrence Guy. Brian Flores coached him in 2017 while at New England. Kane's offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, says Oklahoma transfer Charleston Rambo chose Miami because of the opportunities he believes the offense will give him. Rambo will be used as an outside receiver next season. The Marlins beat the Cardinals 7-2 yesterday. FTX Cryptocurrency Exchange has bought the naming rights to the Miami Heat's arena. The Miami-Dade County Commission meets Friday and will vote for approval. Inter-Miami President David Beckham says the team will in the future attract stars like Ronaldo and Messi. Inter open their season April 18th against the LA Galaxy. And now, let's go ahead. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a priest and two dominatrix were arrested in Louisiana after having a threesome on a Catholic church altar. Proud to be from Louisiana. An HOA in Kansas has ordered a man to take down a mural he painted in homage to the Kansas City Chiefs on the side of his house. Bet they wouldn't make him take it down if they had won the Super Bowl this year. 
People were surprised in the UK when Domino's advertised a pizza that had pepperoni in an X-rated layout. Sexy pizza? I want the whole pie. You want the whole thing when it comes to the Joe Rose Show? Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Been doing it, doing it, and doing it well here in South Florida for a long time. Garrett Cooper, Koopa Loop, been doing it all over the field for the Marlins who have been playing very well in spring training baseball. He is talking about playing the field, doing some yoga, and he gives us his thoughts on some of the new rules and DH. Garrett Cooper from the Miami Marlins, first base, and, and can I say, Coop, can I say maybe a little right field too? Good morning. How you doing? Uh, yeah, you can say both. I'm doing well. How you doing? Man, we are we are doing great. And uh, I got to ask you, it, it is the weirdest combination to know first base and right field just don't go together when I think about uh, the different things you have to do. How unique is that when you find out in a spring game, they go, hey, Coop, today you're in right field. Go out there and uh, go loosen up, loosen up that arm. You may have to throw somebody out. What, what is that adjustment like? Um, you know, I think doing it a couple years ago, it kind of I kind of knew what to do, you know, preparation-wise. Um, this offseason, you know, I think I changed the routine a little bit to maximize, you know, playing both positions. Um, you know, it's a lot more – it's a lot more squatting and, you know, that kind of work at first base and a lot more, you know, quick mobile uh, sprints in the outfield. So it's just it's just the preparation that I do every day that, you know, if I'm out in the outfield that one day, I'll, I'll focus more on, you know, my early work and, you know, running more. And if it's first base, early work, more ground balls. So it's just the preparation each day. Right. It's not become a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, accustomed to it. It's one thing to live in a townhouse. It's another to live on that acre, though, out in right field, man. That's uh, that running <laughs> stuff. So, hey, uh, I did want to ask you about this. Whether it's uh, – and, and I learned this a long time ago. The old Marlin guys, uh, dude, don't read into how I'm doing during spring. It doesn't matter. We're working on different things. But, Coop, it's got to be nice to be hitting 357 through most of this spring, right? It's good to get off to a good yeah. start. Yeah, you spend you spend your off season working on specific things, and it's it's a good thing to come out here and you know especially early on to see the results pay off. But you know it is spring; you, you can have a great spring. It just you know it is what it is. But you know just to come out here and hit the ball hard is what I'm looking for. Not not necessarily the hits, but more but more hard contact and you know hard line drives. Garrett, one thing I did read, I want to go back to that first question by Joe, uh, your off-season workouts, and I know that you you added a lot more cardio or you're doing more cardio because of the right field stuff, but yoga also, did I read that you're doing that also? Is that is that part of the, the stuff for bending over at first base? Is, is that helping you? Did it help you so far? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's played, you know, played a part so far this spring. Uh, you know, I'm less sore, uh, more, you know, I feel better, you know, working out every day. It's, it's, it's more of a you know, from my physiotherapist and the foot doctor I went and saw, I think it was more of their, uh, <laughs> they're telling me that it would be, you know, very beneficial just for the mobility of, you know, the calf and the ankle and everything to move properly. And, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to the Lakers foot guy um, that I saw and just to see what those NBA guys, NFL guys, you know, what they prepare, how they prepare, how much yoga those guys do, how much how much work they do compared to what a normal baseball player's offseason looks like. So I think it was good to hear different opinions from, you know, especially a top, you know, foot guy like like him and, you know, just to just to incorporate it more into, you know, my offseason plan as I get a little bit older and, you know, move into my early 30s and stuff just so I can continue to, 
you know, become a better mobile player. Do you a- recommend yoga for a couple of radio guys that don't get off their butts for about no, four no, hours? No, no, hot every yoga. Morning? I want to know about that hot <laughs> yoga. I want to at least get a sweat. If you do the hot <laughs> yoga? I do both. I've tried both. Wow. And, uh, it can make you a little bit more sweaty than normal. So, you know, I like to do the normal yoga. A lot of good-looking women go to those classes too, Coop. I don't want to get you in trouble here, but the, the scouting report is that, uh, you know, pretty good town while you're working out. You might as well, you know, get a, enjoy yourself a little bit, just looking a little bit. Of course, in a very clean way, I mean that. Right, right. Hey, uh, Coop, we, we got a lot of other stuff to get to last year, man. It was a crazy year. You're playing first base and the DH. The DH, fortunately, the National League wasn't interested in. Um what are your thoughts on that? Did you like the DH, that, that back and forth? Were you okay with that with Aguilar last year? Yeah, I mean, I think I still think this year should have had the DH, but there's bargaining options that, you know, we didn't come to uh, come to agreement with the DH this year, and I think it hurts, you know, not only our team but the whole National League. It's, it puts the National League at a disadvantage, I think, having pitchers hit. You're, you're creating more opportunity for a star pitcher to get injured, um, especially coming off a year where they didn't have then have to swing. So I think, you know, just in terms of run to add runs to the lineup, it's, you know, it kind of stinks. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, something that we and everyone in the National League enjoyed last year. So, you know, hopefully moving on to next year and beyond that, you know, they'll make the switch full time because it is, it is a great, you know, tool. That's why a lot of American League teams, you see those offensive numbers are a little bit higher than the National League every year. Yeah. I wish they had it too. I thought it was great. They did a few things. How do you like the uh, seven innings, extra innings, putting a guy on second? You okay with that? To get used to it? Yeah, you, that's a, that's a little bit different. I mean, that's a little bit that's a little bit <laughs> gimmicky. Fast, but yeah. I mean, I think the relievers would probably be a little bit more angry. You know, have to come in with a runner on. But you know, I think they're trying to try to make changes to the game, which I always think are good. You know, because you know, baseball is evolving just like every other sport. You can't. You need to move forward with everything, and if it's you know, less time being on the field or less time for having pitchers get injured or being exposed to more more outings than they normally would do, then, you know, I'm all for it. It's, you know, we're trying to keep keep the game moving fast. And, you know, I think I think that was a little bit different. And uh, that was one of the bigger different uh, changes that they made last year was that was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, uh, right. but I think people have become accustomed to it. Hey, uh, Coop, uh, I want to ask you, last year, it was a crazy season, unbelievable year for you guys, though, to fight through it, make your way to the playoffs, beat the Cubs in the playoffs. This year, the National League East looks like it loaded up. The new owner for the Mets, he was he apparently has got way too much money because he jumped into serious baseball business. What do you say to the fan base on what they can expect from this combination of the veteran guys you have playing every day and all those great young arms that that you start that really are going into year two for most of them what do you tell your fan base i mean it's exciting i mean there's nothing nowhere else to put it i mean you go from 2018 to now you see the changes you see the talent that's come up you've seen all these young pitchers that you know they're going to lead this rotation for many many years to come it's it's a special it's a special org that you know has taken the right you know, moves toward building for the future. And, you know, you saw last year, you know, when, when we get hot, it's, it's a fun time. You, know, you got a lot of – the pitching keeps us in ball games. And, you know, with our offense that we felt like we had last year and moving forward this year with, you know, adding like Duvall and them, it's just it's, – it's a moving – it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, you know, 2018 was – 2019 were tough years in terms of, you know, wins and losses. But, you know, just the jump that a lot of these young guys have made, you know, Sandy and Pablo and all these guys – from then to there to now, 
is uh, something special, and it's it's going to be you know for the fan base to come out and watch. It's it's a great um, it's a it's a great org. It's, it's it's only getting better year by year. Yeah, no, the minor league system's absolutely loaded, and you said that. And by the way, you got a little competition going next to you. I always wonder with Isan Diaz or, or Chisholm, uh, what do you say to those guys when you guys kind of all know the situation there that one guy could start the chance one guy could be sent down to the minor leagues. What's that like when you know what they're going through and at some point in your life you might have remembered those days? You know, that's baseball. It's just competition no matter no matter if you got one year, no years, ten years. You know, there's always someone there trying to take your job or, you know, trying to beat you out of your position. But in the end, you're, you know, you're a team. You're your teammates and your boys and you know it, it is what it is and that's the nature of sports it, there's it's not just baseball there's everything football basketball all those sports that right. you know there's a new guy coming up or there's always a new draft pick or there's always something new it's just it's part of the sports it's, it's part of that keeps that fire in you every day to come in here and work hard because you know your job's not guaranteed and it's uh you know but it's like every day you, you know you're trying to go to one goal as a team so you know, besides trying to win a job, it's it's moving in the right t- team direction to see you know what 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 we can do as a squad and and whoever wins that second base job and you know they'll go down to AAA and get their bats and right. you know hopefully they'll back up. It's part of the part of the game. Yeah, no question about it. Hey, Coop, we we, we gotta let you run. Stay healthy, my man. Stay healthy. I can't wait to see you uh, playing and uh, just stay healthy. I know big thing for you in this offseason to work on that. Good luck with everything, and thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks, Garrett. I appreciate it. Cooper Loop, Garrett Cooper. Yes, indeed. I'm going to have to try to make it out to at least one or two Marlins games this year. I know it's going to be limited capacity and everything, but it's so laid back and cool. I'm laid back, cool kind of guy. Earlier today, someone stopped by Dina B. from one of our sister stations, 99.9, KISS 99, she said, I get the California surfer vibe. I said, I've been to California, I've lived in California, I've surfed, and I skateboard. Yep, you got me pegged, Dina B. Ah, lay back, relax, and let's get ready for some greeny. Quarterbacks going much higher than they should. When I, by, by that I mean greeny. They're not ranked as high as they're going. QBs, it's what the draft was made for. We're going to hear more of that next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. Hola, I am Dan Day. Just popped up on my Facebook six years ago on this day. I went to see the band that is playing in the background, the Coat Hangers, one of my top three favorite bands, female punk band from Atlanta. It was at Siberia in New Orleans over there in the Marini Bywater area. Took a picture with two of the three members of the band. They're flipping off the camera. Check me out on Facebook. It's one of my memories. I posted, oh man, I want to go to a concert. I'd love to see the Coat Hangers again. I've seen them probably about five, six times. Anytime they come to town, definitely rocking out to those gals. So check them out too and maybe have your own virtual concert. No virtual here. Greeny getting into it with Mel Kuyper Jr. talking about the draft the QBs in the draft, who the Jets are going to pick, and having patience when you do finally draft that quarterback. Topic of the morning today, both on TV and here on the radio, is Mel Kuyper Jr.'s Mock Draft 3.0. It's available in its entirety on ESPN+. And the one and only Mel Kuyper is with me live now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning again, Mel. 
much, your pal. It was great fun this morning. I mean, we had such a spirited and fun conversation. And there was one question that came up that I think is a really good one, and I want to ask it to mm-hmm. you here. Sure. As you project quarterbacks to go one, two, three, and four in this draft, how would you assess the degree to which that is driven by how good these four guys specifically are versus just how valuable the position has become and teams' desperation to get them? That's the it's, it's, it's you're forcing them up because of not only desperation, it's the most important position, not only in football, but in all sports. Without quarterback, you, what are you going to do? You're spinning your wheel. So to me, that's why we see quarterbacks going much higher than they should. When I, by, by that, I mean, Green, they're not ranked as high as they're going. So when you're picking, say, fourth in the draft, you would hope you get a quarterback or a player, I should say, that's in your top four on your board. Well, no, you're, you can make that happen by any way you want to put the board together, but in reality, you're not getting one of the four best players. You're getting maybe the eighth, ninth, tenth best player. But since it's a quarterback, you're okay with that. Where you wouldn't be okay with that had it be a player would it be a player in another position. So to me, that's going to happen every year. These quarterbacks are, I think, a little bit more justifiable high picks uh, because of the talent they bring to the position and the production and all the overall skill set that they have and the way it works in conjunction with teams like the Jets and Carolina desperate to move up. Atlanta looking for an heir apparent to Matt Ryan. All those things kind of fell into place to allow these quarterbacks to go high. Greeny and Mel Kuyper, and for those who didn't hear it and haven't heard you say it, I think it is important to point it out here th- that you remain a believer in Sam Darnold, and I bring that mm-hmm. up I bring that up because he is very much a player in all of this. As the Jets make a decision at number two, Darnold is very much a part of that. One way or another, the Jets could keep him, the Jets could trade him, the Jets could use him in a trade for somewhere else. If he were in this draft, Mel, where would he be in the pecking order of these quarterbacks? The Jets would be taking a number two overall. Okay, that's the bottom line, Greeny. He's 23 years old. You know he's the same age as Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida, right. who's going to be maybe a third-round pick in this draft, maybe a two, uh, but I think more of a third-rounder. Uh, you know, so to me, if you say Sam Darnold to, is their best option, and I almost projected a trade there. I did it before, but yeah, people say, well, they're going to take Wilson. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to take Wilson. They're going to trade the pick. If you can trade that pick and move down and get Kyle Pitts or a receiver – that's the best move. If you take Zach Wilson, you're not getting Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, or Jalen Waddell. And to me, you're a better football team with Sam Darnold and one of those four entities to help out your situation, to add to the personnel you've already bought in via free agency, to add to the personnel that you're going to bring in via the draft. So to me, Sam Darnold is, is getting knocked and people th- you know, discard him like he's no big deal. He is. He's 23 years of age. He's played through adversity. He's dealt with everything you could deal with. Mono, shoulder, and then the lack of talent around him. So to act like he has been a disappointment or a bust is ridiculous talk in my mind. I'm with you on that 100% of the way. The only real argument I see on the other side is that in this day and age, starting the clock, which has become sort of uh-huh. the, the, the right. commonly used phrase here, on a rookie right. contract just has value, right? It's, it's, yeah. It just well, is a valuable if, thing. Yeah, if you have the quarterback, why care? So if I believe in Sam Darnold, I'm not worrying about year this, year that, and who says any of these quarterbacks? We went through, Greeny, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. There's going to be two of these quarterbacks, or these five, okay, are going to be disappointments or busts. That happen, they're not all going to be really good. So again, you go back to one, two, three when Achilles Smith went three, and, and Tim Couch went number one, and Cade McNown was in that draft. So you go back over the years, and you're always going to find a disappointment or two. So you don't know. You know Sam Darnold right now. You know 
what you have. And if they feel good enough, I understand that Joe Douglas didn't draft them. Should that matter? I mean, he evaluated Sam Darnold when he came out. What was his opinion then? Just because he wasn't with the Jets as their GM when that pick was made, it shouldn't influence that, that decision. It's what, what he feels about Sam Darnold in real time right now and what he thought coming out. And has Sam lived up to that despite having nothing around him and a mono situation and a shoulder situation. So, you know, like I said, he's only 23 years of age. So, like I said, if you ask me right now, if Sam Darnold were in this draft, he'd be the second highest rated quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. It's remarkable when you think about it. <laughs> the Jets have the second pick in this draft and they're going to move on from him to take somebody else. Mike, and by the way, if you enjoy conversation about the draft, I, I have learned so much from listening to you guys on the first draft podcast. From the moment I knew I was doing the draft this year, I listen every single week. It's Field Yates, McShay, and Mel, and you guys break down all of this stuff. If you were one of these people who loves draft content, uh, that is the first place I recommend that you get it. The next thing I want to ask you about, Mel, one of the byproducts of the amount of attention and the amount of uh, pressure is not exactly the word I'm looking for, or or expectation that gets Mm -hmm. put onto these quarterbacks is that I think we give up on them too quickly, which is to say in the interest of starting the clock again or in the interest of, well, he hasn't shown us everything we want in three years, so we're moving on. Darnold is one example, and you keep bringing up Carson Wentz on on the other side, and you are one of these people who believes the Eagles made a mistake here with Carson Wentz. So let's Mm -hmm. start with that. What are your thoughts on the Eagles' decision to move on from Carson Wentz. I can't believe it. I, we, we, we had talked about this months ago when Get Up Greeny, and I said, yeah, man, Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Well, he's not. He's Indianapolis's quarterback now, and Frank Reich is celebrating. Well, why is that? How can you let that happen? Because we allow, uh, I don't know if it's lack of communication or not the proper communication, where you know, something happens, things go awry. And, and if you're going to hold this year against Carson Wentz, I don't know any quarterback, unless you're Superman, could have done well with all the issues they had in Philadelphia with that offense. And again, because of that, Indianapolis is able to steal Carson Wentz with Chicago showing no interest was shocked me even more that Chicago would be okay with Andy Dalton but could have had Carson Wentz for the 20th pick and a third rounder. So I think when you look at it and you look at Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold would be in that year, Greeny, where this is the year. We say, hey, this is you said it, Danny Dimes, this is your year. We got, you know, we're getting elements around you. The offensive line will be, now this is Dan, Dan Daniel Jones's year. This was, what we say going to, this was Josh Allen's year, right? The shine. They had it all set up, Brandon Bean did, with digs and everything around him. This this is Josh's year to silence the critics. This is Daniel Jones' year. Sam Darnold would be coming into this year and next year to do that. So you're going to let him go? This could be the year where it all comes together. Start helping the guy. So why are we casting him or putting him aside? Push him to the curb, and we're going to bring somebody else in new when this is Sam's year. He went through all the negativity. He went through all the trials and tribulations of young quarterback. He's still only 23. We're going to cut him loose. I said this when you asked me about Russell Wilson. I'm the Seahawks, and I got a trade right now. I feel the need to trade Russell Wilson, which baffles me again. But if they do, Sam Darnold, I'd say, okay, yeah, that, that's the best option for me. If I'm Pete Carroll and, and, and Schneider and company, that's what I'm going to do. So I, you know, I think Sam Darnold, to me, and I, I had Josh Allen, Edison, you know that, I had Josh mm-hmm. Arnold, uh, Allen one, I had Sam Darnold too. But I like them both. I like Josh better, but I like Sam. And I think Sam has been uh, you know, dealt a, a deck of cards that no quarterback with the Jets could have done any better than he's done. And, and I think he'll be better for it moving forward. I think it's fascinating. 
fascinating. And, and a point that Hembo just brought up to me, and I would throw this at you here, Mel. And again, the sure. mock draft is right up on, on ESPN Plus right now. I recommend it. It's such interesting stuff to me. The winningest active quarterbacks to play last season were Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Aaron Rodgers. Of those, only one of them started as a rookie any games at all. That was Roethlisberger. And if you remember, he only started because there was an injury right. to Tommy Maddox. But whatever, the point is, Brady didn't, Brees didn't, Rivers didn't, Rodgers didn't. They're all going to the Hall of Fame. You know, we expect a lot of these guys immediately. And when we don't get it, Mel, we may give up on them too fast. And as a result, we, who knows what we're missing out on? You're right. And Hembo always comes up with incredible stuff. And I'm going to send that to me, Hembo. <laughs> he gets the <laughs> emails. He's got the most valuable emails I get are from Hembo. The guy's amazing. But I think when you look at, at those numbers, are, and what, what, what do that also? What do they all have in common, too? They're not exactly dual-threat quarterbacks, a lot of those guys, right? right. They're not running around. There. Some are, are mobile enough. They're mobile enough. Ben could just shrug people off with his big body. But these aren't scrambling, running around quarterbacks that we're talking about here. Yet we're talking about Mac Jones being a dinosaur when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl at 43 as a so-called dinosaur. So we get some crazy talk this time of year, Grainy, that you have to kind of work through and, and get to the facts and, and, and just cut out some of this, naked, this, this ridiculous discussions that, that create, I think, things that just aren't accurate. I always count on Hembo to bring it, put it all in the proper perspective for us. Well, that's why he's hashtag Hembo, and he is seated to my left. Again, <laughs> just to give you those names again, because you're right, it's Brady, he never ran anywhere. Breeze never ran anywhere. Rivers couldn't run from here to there in 10 minutes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the only one of those who you would describe as a dual threat, and, and then Roethlisberger, who, to your point, he would shrug people off, but we certainly wouldn't describe him as a dual-threat quarterback. So we will see. Anyway, I know I have to let you go. I could do this for 20 hours. Mel Kuyper Jr. will do, like, draft 5,000 before we actually have the draft. 5,000 versions. That's just what he does every single day of the year, it seems like. And he'll probably pop on with Greeny a couple more times to let you know about it. Hawk and Crowder, they're letting you know about it. I mean, if you don't hear Motley Crue and immediately think of strip clubs, then you are doing something wrong. Talk about it. Motley Crue and the Miami Heat next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on social media at Dan Day Radio. And when you go to my Facebook page and send that friend request, you will also see that six years ago today I saw one of my favorite bands, the Code Hangers at Siberia. It's a cool little danky dive bar in New Orleans. Great little punk show. Code Hangers. Three ladies from Atlanta doing the punk rock thing. I saw them at Gramps here in Miami. I don't know, pre-pandemic, way before the pandemic was over. It was a great night out there in Wynwood. They were awesome. Hung out, partied, punk rocked out. Ah, coat hangers. Get back on the road soon, safely. All bands, all people, all the world. Come on, we can do this. We can do this with Hawk and Crowder. They're talking about Motley Crue and strip clubs. Then they dive into heat trade talks. They seem to be talking about everybody, whether they're available or not. Then Jake Crowder would have been a little better than Myers Leonard. This kickstart my heart? It is. Oh, crank this up. I mean, if you don't hear Motley Crue and immediately think of strip clubs, then you are doing <laughs> something wrong. Doesn't matter what Motley Crue song, it, you're just immediately transported to the Cheetah. 
You know what? I was racking my brain trying to figure out which movie this is from. But you're 100% <laughs> correct. It's not from mm-hmm. a movie. It's from the strip club. Every Motley Crue song just fills the strip club. It's so good. That's how you start a show, Solana. Most importantly, though, today is National Chips and Dips Day. Head of the curve, weren't we? We were. We we uh, broached salsa yesterday, but that's because uh, that was one of the code words. And so we got into talking about salsa, but today is National Chips and Dip Day. So we'll go deeper. We'll take a deeper dive into uh, chips and dips. We'll get you ready for... Uh, Heat and Suns tonight, and Panthers and Blackhawks. I mean, we're going to have a fun show today. My head is spinning from all the Miami Heat trades that have been made on social media over the last couple of hours. Uh, for the, the last I read, the Heat will now be getting Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, who's the guy that Stan Van Gundy hates? Lonzo Ball, can't think. JJ Redick, okay, JJ Redick. Um, it just I, we whole Lonzo Ball. We have a whole new team coming in. Mario Chalmers coming back. Yeah. Uh, there's just there's an entire new team <laughs> starting Friday. There will be an entire new Heat team. My, I'm honestly, my head is spinning because uh, Pascal Siakam got fined by the Raptors because he yelled at Nick Nurse, and immediately that means he's coming to the Heat somehow. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore, but Everybody's that's what's coming. going on. So. I actually wouldn't mind a little shakeup we'll, in this uh, roster. We'll keep our man. eye on it. I, I don't know. I mean, we're gonna do the panic thing again. I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, do you want to have? Do you want to have starting Friday a brand new, essentially Heat roster? Yes, if you're better. Yes, Hawk. Okay. Because I, I mean, you don't know if you're better, but like you could start Friday and Duncan Robinson's no longer on this team, and Tyler Hero's no longer on this team, and uh, Mo Harkless and Avery Bradley. And uh, who else did I read uh, today? I mean, there's there's just myriad trades that are being bandied uh, about out there. So, yeah, I mean, you could come Friday and there could be a, a, a brand new Heat roster. And I'm not necessarily certain that it's that much better, especially when you're looking at uh, Brooklyn in the East. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't Kyle know. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo are better than Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Mo Harkless, and Avery Bradley. Right, but you're not going to get all three of those guys for those guys. I mean, you're, you'd be talking about an entirely new roster. I don't know. What do, what do you want, Solana? You want an entirely new roster? I don't know. I, I'm flip-flopping on this every day. <laughs> I know. I, I just have a hard time believing that the Miami Heat and Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, they brought these young guys up. They built this young core, and they're just going to flip them all now for a chance at winning this season with older guys? I don't know. I have a hard time believing it. I'm I'm buying yeah. in. I'm buying into a Kyle Lowry trade. I'm down. Right, right. Like a, a trade. Right. A move. A Victor Oladipo move. A Kyle Lowry move. But Lowry, Oladipo, Siakam, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I'm like overwhelmed guy. <laughs> what are we doing? What are, what are we doing? We just bought jerseys. <laughs> We love these guys. Yeah, we I don't know. just bought jerseys. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So. Yeah. Just, well, God, I don't know we'll, what's we'll, happening. Just, we'll find out. Try to better so, your team. Pat is sure, going to try to better I, this I, team. I get that. I get that. But, you, I mean, you know, they're also uh, the team that went to the NBA Finals last season. So, you know. And, and so they've lost three in a row. Like, this couldn't come at a worse time, the three-game losing streak, yeah. than the, the week of the trade deadline. 
right? If they were in the oh. middle of their nine-game winning streak, I mean, there wouldn't be any of this conversation. Keep them you together. Know? They're going to win yeah. the next 16 games together. Three games. Three games we're doing this. Uh, anyway, we'll, Duncan, we'll, The only thing with yeah. Duncan is Duncan needs a bunch of money next year. So I think he's a right. piece that can and, move. Right. I mean, there, there, a lot of these guys, that's going to come into effect, right? And, and, and you know, I, I'm not saying that this is Duncan Robinson, but, man, was he good in the playoffs. But Jay Crowder is back tonight. Jay Crowder's the one that got away, right? I mean, they didn't want to give him a three-year deal for, what do you get, three years, $30 million essentially, in Phoenix? Just under they 30, wanted a, yeah. Yeah, they wanted a one-year deal for $9 million. And, and that, I... I you know, again, I'm not going to overstate it. He's not LeBron James, but they miss Jay Crowder. I don't think there's any question about that. That's the, that, you're right. That's the one that got away last year. It's the difference you see, the perimeter defense. He would go yep. out there and go down low, come up top. Yeah, no, they miss Jay Crowder. He's not LeBron, but they you can tell watching games that they're not the same defense, especially. Energy guy. He loved heat culture. I mean, there's a great story from Ira Winderman in the Sun Sentinel about Jay Crowder and having that $30 million offer and still telling the Heat, I need to sleep on this because I, I would love for you to come back and offer me another year or two like let's all sleep on this like he didn't just jump at 30 million dollars versus nine he said let's sleep on it that's how badly he wanted to stay with the heat he's the he's the one that got away you know and so uh, the only reason I brought that up is because you don't want to do that again with Duncan Robinson next year where you go yeah. ah you know what you got rid of Duncan Robinson because you didn't want to give him a three-year deal for 30 million or 35 million whatever it's going to be and then all of a sudden he's back to Steph Curry numbers yeah, and it can happen. He can, like, yeah. what, a slump or whatever. He can get right there. Yeah. The thing that kills me, just you were talking about Jay Crowder and them saying no to three years 30, but they jumped on four years 100 million for Hassan Whiteside. I, I, oh. Well, they didn't want to make that mistake again, I think, though. I, I mean, I think that probably was part of the PTSD that they went through with Jay Crowder is, hey, are we going to get fooled? Not fooled. Everyone knew Jay Crowder was a good basketball player. But are we going to deviate from our plan – to make sure that we have Jay Crowder for three seasons rather than give ourselves a chance at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because wasn't that the, the whole reason? That they didn't want to tie any salaries up when Giannis was going to become available. And yeah. that makes sense. It's justified, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you they, just you, you made, made the wrong decision on, like you said, the guy yep. that got away. Made the wrong decision on where to cut that money, I guess. The Heat made it clear that they were only giving out one year and player option contracts that, that last offseason. They did it with Goran. They did it with Myers Leonard. They did it with Mo Harkless, Avery Bradley. They weren't signing anybody for more than a year, and if they were giving you the second year, it would be a team or their player option. option. Right, excuse yeah, me, a team option. option. Right. Yep. And and look, yep. you you can make the argument, Hawk and Crowder, that maybe $10 million to Myers Leonard, uh, not a good idea when you could have just given Jay Crowder a $20 million one-year right, deal. Right, one-year $20 million right. for Jay Crowder would right. have been a hell of a lot better than Myers Leonard <laughs> at $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. You know, I couldn't yeah. stand Myers from the beginning. Hawk and Crowder weekdays from 2 to 6. More fun for everyone. I do like at the beginning Hawk saying Motley Crue. You got to think of strip clubs whenever you hear their music. Yes, Rob Zombie and Motley Crue. I think every strip club I've ever been to every time has played their music. Hey, fit your niche. Not the worst niche to be in. huh? Eh? I've been niching it up watching all the basketball on TV. Cannot complain about the NCAA tournament. It has been fascinating this year with upsets and games and overtimes. Yesterday, 
Got together with my neighbors, Joe and Nathan, went downstairs, watched the game. Joe had some jelly on Michigan. Of course, I am an LSU alum, so he and I were yelling back and forth at each other. LSU made some great plays. LSU slides it ahead now. It's Thomas, the freshman, steps into a three-pointer from the top. It's good! But in the end, it was Michigan that won. But I was like, okay, it's cool. I'm also a big Kansas fan. I grew up, I remember Danny Manning winning the national championship. It's my de facto team if I'm not cheering on the local team, which in LSU or Miami here. Love Kansas. They don't do anything wrong by me. So I was like, good. It should be a good matchup. USC-Kansas. My neighbor Nathan said, oh, yeah, USC is favored. I'm like, yeah, right. And then this monstrosity. I stayed up for this monstrosity. Inbound for Kansas. They will dribble out the clock, but the clock didn't run. And if that's not the way this game's gone for Kansas, I don't know what does. They will run the clock. That will do it. USC lost its top five scorers from last year, reloads, and is going to the Sweet 16. 85-51, the Trojans douse Kansas to go to the Sweet 16. Oh, having flashbacks of that nastiness last night. LSU losing, then Kansas just getting run out of the gym. It was never close. I stayed up for that. I'm tired today for that. I got drunk for that. I'm hungover today because of that. Nah, not really that bad, but good to watch a little basketball. No basketball tonight, though. Well, maybe a little bit of heat action. I do have to do trivia over at the downtowner in Fort Lauderdale, so that'll kind of keep me away from the game. But that's okay. That's okay. I might have had not the greatest night, at least watching basketball, but Theo Maldon for Oklahoma City, he had a bad night playing basketball. Stealing a takeaway and a miss. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Did that really just happen? Yes, it did. Jason McDaniels on the other end. I mean, I, I can't believe that just happened. And the sloppiness continues. He missed two dunks. Two dunks, wide open, no one else was in the screen. Ooh, you think you have a bad day. It's not the worst thing ever to be a pro athlete. It happens, I understand, but ooh, missing two wide open dunks and being an NBA player, yeah, no fun going to the locker room after that one. Okay, been sports heavy. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Duke, oh yes, his name's Duke from the Rocky movies, actually. He had a birthday. I want you to quit shucking and jiving. I want you to stick and move. He doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Now finish this bum and let's go home. Oh, I'm going to stop the fight. Hey, you understand? You ain't stopping nothing, man. You ain't stopping nothing. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is that last time he was damn lucky. Now he's all finished. Be on point, you understand? Now yeah. stick and move. He's going to go for the knockout. He's going to go for the knockout. You understand? Now he's breaking you up inside. R.I.P. Tony Burton. He was born on this day in 1937. What a great fixture in all those Rocky movies. Just hearing those clips gets you fired up, makes you want to watch boxing, MMA, watch the Rocky movies over and over and over and over again. They never get old, seriously. They have aged like a fine wine. They just better with time. Oh, man. Seriously, Rocky movies. The first one won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Sylvester Stallone wrote it, directed it, produced it, did the whole thing. Talented guy, that Sylvester Stallone. I don't know what he's doing right now, but talented guy, that Sylvester Stallone. We had some talented times together. Won't you join me again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock? Also, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you heard. The Joe Rose Show, Greeny, Hawk and Crowder, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. The Radio.com app or 
you can go to our website, wqam.com. Remember to follow me on social media, at Dan Day Radio. I got a picture up with some of the ladies from the band The Coat Hangers six years ago today. Got to see them at Siberia in New Orleans. Siberia also, it's like a Russian food place, Russian mafia place. It was really cool. They cooked Russian food there. It's a punk bar. It was dark. You had to order between songs because it gets so loud in there. One time, seriously, I told a guy, I was like, let me get a PBR. And he handed me a shot of something like Hot Damn or something you know, salty, sweet, just a shot of something. And I said, why'd you give me the shot? And he goes, you asked for it. I said, no, I asked for a PBR. He goes, oh. So I was like, no, between songs from now on is when I'm going to do my ordering at this punk bar. I didn't really want to miss the coat hangers anyway. So hopefully we can get back to some normalcy. It seems like people are getting vaccinated. I'm waiting to get that vaccine. As soon as I'm eligible, I'm going to get it, or at least going to make an effort to do it. In the meantime, I'm going to be sitting around watching basketball, baseball, whatever sport I can get my hands on, and talking about it on the radio as much as I possibly can, and as much as they possibly will let me. I've rambled on long enough. I have to get to the downtowner on Tuesday nights at around 7.30. I host Trivia Night. You feel like it? Come on out. Downtowner Fort Lauderdale. It's always a good time. If you got any questions for me, comments for me, anything for me, pictures for me, you can hit me up on all the social medias, Instagram for the pictures, our messages, Facebook, Dan Day, and on Twitter. My handle is at Dan Day Radio. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. This has been 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.